You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is The Overflow with MC Brooks. Wise man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. This is called Pirate Radio. Here's RG3, he's going to run for the first down, and still on his feet, RG3 is going to outrace everybody. Pull the lever, Runk. Yeah. I'm in my element like going sign. Niggas know that I'm the coldest one. Get hip to me, cause I'm Mr. Freeze. This victory with a frozen gun. Can't give me the whole my time. My vocab be like going sign. Not your babe like my bros are. But low key, I'm the dopest one. Flow is a gift full of Mr. Lord. I'll take you where you ain't been before. The mic like Welcome the back to another edition of The Overflow with MC Brooks. This episode of The Overflow, however, is different than the previous episodes of this show that I've recorded. Normally, when you tune into The Overflow, you're tuning in to listen to me rant, rave, and talk about things that I'm interested in, that I'm passionate about, or to interview really awesome guests. Well, for this episode of The Overflow, I actually took a back seat. I'm reporting to you live from Blurred Con 2019 in Crystal City, Virginia, and I'm here as press. And I brought GGR contributor Hazel along with me to help cover this convention. We just had the opportunity to sit down with the ageless wonder, Rachel True. For the purpose of the interview, though, I actually let Hazel conduct the interview and actually sit down and speak to Rachel about a variety of different subjects. So in just a few moments here, I'm going to play the audio from that interview so that you can hear our sit down with Miss Rachel True. And she was totally amazing. She was totally awesome. Once again, thank you to Rachel for giving us the time to sit down and talk to her about a few different subjects. And so the voice you'll be hearing in a few will not be my own voice. It will be that of Hazel, a GGR contributor. I interviewed her last year. She is amazing at what she does, and I'm very happy to have her as part of the team. And I'm eternally grateful that she spearheaded this interview with Rachel. So with all that being said, no more delaying. Here is The Overflow, not with MC Brooks, but with Hazel, interviewing Rachel True. Movie The Craft, which <laughs> is obviously, you know, a classic. And, you know, I want to first of all say thank you so much for standing up and speaking out and just making sure that you are present <laughs> at most events. Um, you know, when I was a teenager, The Craft came out. And it was such a huge thing for me. Um, not necessarily when I was in high school, um, because I went to an all-black high school, but when I went to college, it was such a shock. And, you oh, know, to yeah. be one of the only <laughs> I black went to an all-white high school, so I know what you're talking about. Right, and so it was amazing. And so, you know, one of our first questions for you is, um, how do you feel, like, did you ever think that it would affect so many people still 
you know, no, because when you shoot a movie or you book a movie, you know, um, you have no idea if anyone's ever going to see it at all. So I know that for me, I, I was thrilled to book it because I was interested in the subject matter, you know? And I had said to myself when I got the script, well, if anyone's gonna be a little brown witch, it's me in this town who's gonna play this role. So I, I had to go through a lot of hoops to get it, you know? Um, but I wasn't surprised. But I was surprised, we were all surprised that it had such legs, you know, that all these years later, people are still interested in the movie. That's it's insane to us. It's mind-blowing. You know, I was speaking with Feruza Balk about that recently, and we were saying, oh my God, do you realize we kind of really helped bring uh, paganism and witchcraft to the forefront and goths and all that? And we weren't thinking about what it was going to necessarily do for other people when we were shooting it. We were just trying to, thank you, just trying to do the best job we could, right, uh, uh, in the movie. So I think it was maybe 10 or 12 years after it came out and people were still asking me about it that I thought, oh, shoot, this thing has legs. It's still going. So now um, I actually look back on it and I go, wow, I'm really happy to be a part of that. Because at that time in the 90s, uh, black film was very separate from white film. It was very much, it was a black, uh, movies were over here, white movies over there, never the twain shall meet. A lot of white teen movies, maybe an Asian character would be in there, but rarely a black character. So that they were taking this step and changed the script. The script was originally, my character was white and bulimic. So when they changed it, um, here's what's interesting about what, what you think when you're young compared to now. I remember getting, you know, seeing the new changes and thinking, well, okay, she's burned. She's suicidal. She's insane. What's my problem? Racism? Because uh, here's what I thought in my life. I've been like, you know, racism is just what we deal with. It's a given. Especially then. Well, especially now, right? But I remember thinking, it's a given that people are going to be racist. What's my actual problem? As crazy as that sounds, because we all know racism is a real problem. But I'm saying, when I did it, I thought, well, yeah, of course, of course racism. Of course that's a part of her uh, life. She's black. What's her actual problem? So now, all these years later, I'm like, oh my god, it's insane. It's great that they had that in there, because... I don't even think they knew exactly that that was going to be as big a storyline. And the fact that it's still more relevant than ever today, racism, right, is real sad. But I think, um, I think it was interesting that they had that parallel in there, you know? Right. And, you know, for me, too, it was a big deal to have a black witch on TV or on the movie screen, you know, to have, like, because... Well, what do we have? You I know? hadn't really thought about that either when I booked it, that there there had been bewitched and this and that and white things, white pop culture, <clears throat> which is, but there hadn't been a black one. So also, you know, because I'm writing a tarot book for Houghton Mifflin Harcourt and I'm designing a tarot deck and it's part memoir. This is all very close to my heart. It's, this has been a part of my life, my whole life, you know, from discovering uh, Nietzsche's Beyond Good and Evil and Carl Jung, or, Young, you know, beyond good and evil. All these books that I just loved, and then I saw tarot card, and the same images were on the tarot cards. So to me, it all dovetailed really nicely. Um, and it's not out of alignment with the church or Christ, right? It's not at all. And that's why I'm doing the deck because I want young brown girls who come up and go, "I'm interested in in this stuff," but but my mom says, "And the devil," and the, 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 and I'm like, "What devil?" Because someone said to me. <laughs> You know, how do you avoid the devil? I was like, I don't fuck with the devil. That's how I avoid the devil. I don't. Right. All my stuff is good energy. I keep it light and bright. And, you know, I'm trying to better myself and other people. So there's no room for uh, negativity, right? Right. 
that's how I look at this kind of spirituality in a way. And it's certainly not out of alignment with Christ consciousness. Look on a tarot card, there's nothing but biblical images. Right. So it is a way for people to get in touch with the God inside of them, right? Your higher self, your soul, that's it. Yes. So amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's one of my big things that I know like, about, you know, about. Oh, you know why I do that? Because some I people do. don't like, know. Definitely. So, and the part of the tarot book, by the way, is a memoir. There's 22 major arcana cards in a tarot deck, right? Zero through 21. And um, I'm writing a personal memoir essay for every one of those cards, which I'm so sick of myself right now, by the way. <laughs> well, nobody else is sick of you. So. <laughs> Good? Okay, so um, along that line, um, I wanna say, what I wanna ask you what you think the nerdiest or geekiest thing is about you. Oh, everything. I mean, really, <laughs> I you know, back in the 90s I called myself, or now I look at the characters I played then and I'm like, oh, she's like, you know, you know how they have manic pixie, whatever. I, it's just like manic pixie, black girl magic. Yeah. They're the kind of characters that I think I played. But what is the nerdiest? Everything. Like, you know, I loved um, calligraphy, classical music, uh, all these things that are outside, considered outside the norm, right, for, for a brown person. So they're not. We have a multiplicity inside of us. We are many, many, many things, right? Uh, but I think because I grew up in New York City, you know, and I read a, I read a book a day and was tested on it and they didn't believe that I was reading, comprehending them and I was. So uh, I think reading, I mean, literally some of my best friends are books. How nerdy is that? <laughs> Pretty nerdy, but yeah. that's okay because you're in good company. <laughs> Speaking of books, yes. Um, what would you say your favorite book is? Oh, gosh. That's too hard. Or, that's too hard a question. I was weird. I could probably say about a favorite song over a favorite book. Um, there's a book though, an old book that's out of print that I love called Child of Fortune. It's the nerdiest book you ever read. It's about it's about a girl who's traveling through space. Da 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 da. It's set in the future. And let me put it this way: uh, it's about a girl. You know, and after you graduate high school, you know how some people's parents send them on a trip. So there, she's a rich girl in the future, and her parents are like, we're going to send you on the cheapest class ever because we want you to learn and grow, right? And so she has to travel the universe on her own wits. And she has a ring that gives her orgasms, other people orgasms, and she ends up on a planet full of psychotropic <laughs> drugs. Come on, how dirty is that? I love dirty. this book. That sounds pretty awesome. I love this so. book so much. Okay. So... Well, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, thank you guys um, so much. So we want to know, would it be possible for us to um, get you to record a drop for us? Sure. What do you want me to say? Uh, this is Rachel True, and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. GGR Pirate Radio. Okay. Hey, this is Rachel True, and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Thank you so That's my radio announcer voice. Thanks again to Rachel True for joining us. You can check out her book at truehearttarot.com or contribute to her Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash Rachel True. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website greatgeekrefuge.com for more podcasts and our awesome articles. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!